Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there. You're listening to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Conveniently, I am Anna David. And uh, every week I talk about the best ways to write and launch a book. Uh, I'm the founder of Launchpad Publishing. I'm a New York Times bestselling author of eight books who was totally broke until she figured out how to successfully launch a book that could build her business. But today I'm talking, I'm talking the dream. I'm talking about how do I get my book made into a movie? Is that not the dream, right? We all think, well, I wrote a book just like Eat, Pray, Love or fill in the blank, Fifty Shades Grey, I don't know. And, and it should be made into a movie. So how do you go about making that happen? Well, First of all, you know that the chances of it happening are very, 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 very slim, but it happens. So why not for you? I'm going to talk about my experience with my own books as well as my experience living in Hollywood. Uh, My boyfriend's a screenwriter, everybody, I not everybody, a lot of people I know work in the business. So I'm adjunct to the business. Now, I will say things have changed so much over the years. When my first book came out, Party Girl, in 2007, oh, was it a different time. Um, there were numerous offers. I was literally fielding offers, and I took the highest paid option offer, which was $20,000, which didn't seem like a lot compared to what other people were go- doing and getting, but now things are optioned for zero. So it, in retrospect, seems like a lot. So knowing nothing, I just went with what was the biggest check, assuming, oh, this will get made, of course. And I was thrilled when the producing team that acquired the book hired the screenwriter from Reality Bites, which was my favorite movie. It came out in 92 or 93, I believe. I was obsessed with it. I couldn't believe they hired the writer of my favorite movie to write my screenplay, the screenplay of Party Girl. I was so excited. It was super glamorous. I would go to New York and have lunch with the producers and everything was so exciting until the day they stopped returning my calls. And um, literally, like, I emailed them and the emails went unreturned. And I think I called and and just left messages and, and nobody called me back. And I was represented at CAA at the time. And one day I got an email from my agent at CAA and it said, congratulations, the rights to Party Girl have reverted back to you. And what that meant in 
non-Hollywood speak was that uh, nobody wanted to make this movie anymore. I never even saw the script. I never even knew if they were telling me the truth. And so I wrote back and said, well, what do you what do you mean? It's written. I think I got no answer. And I gleaned over time that that's what had happened. And I went trotting back to the other people who had been interested in um, making the movie and they were kind of long gone. Side note, years later, we're talking 10 years later, I wrote a piece for a website, I don't even remember which one, where I talked about this experience. And Helen Childress, the writer of my the Party Girl script, saw it, emailed me and said, are you serious? You never saw the script? Let me send it to you. So she sent me the script. So there I am reading my favorite screenwriter's take on my book based on my life from 10 years or 12 years earlier. It was so surreal. So briefly, she and I decided, well, let's let's get this made. And what had happened is it was put into something called turnaround at Sony, which means that that good luck getting it back. The thing is, I own the book rights. So all that meant was that um, the script was no longer uh, available to anybody. Now, then my third, or I think it was my fourth book, which was called Falling for Me, I was then represented at William Morris, another big agency now, William Morris Endeavor. And they, I get a call that the producers of the TV show Community, which was a big show at the time, were interested in developing Falling for Me. So I went and met with them. I quickly gleaned that option money was a thing of the past and that I was just, you know, uh, excited to be in the room with these producers who thought that they could really make it into a TV show. They were not interested in having me write the show. So they bring in this woman. And it was fascinating to me because they bring in this woman, she's a lovely woman, and she starts, quote, developing the the book into a TV pilot. And it was sort of just like, it just seemed like she just changed things for no reason. It was like, well, instead of a instead of a female friend, she's going to have a gay best friend. And instead of working here, she's going to work there. And I'm like, okay. And I figured these people knew what they were doing. And what I said to them is, I am very sensitive when it comes to rejection. So what I would pref- what I would like is for you to go take it, go try to sell it, and um, if you get nowhere, just tell me that. And if you get somewhere, tell me that. Instead, they decided they that they said, you know you are a real asset since this book is about you. So why don't you come on these meetings? So I went with them and sat in the room while this woman and these producers pitched this TV idea based on my book. Uh, Well, I sat there and smiled and we pitched to ABC and NBC and CBS and all the places. And then every day after one of those meetings, I got a call from the producer saying, hey, I'm just letting you know they passed. So that wasn't super fun. Um, So... Enough about me. This is how I believe the business works. If you say, God, my movie is, my book is perfect for a movie, here is what I suggest. Go get an account at IMDb Pro. It's $12.50 a month. Figure out who is, it's talent, which is to say the actor or actress, the lead is, is, that's how movies get made right now. So figure out who that is. Now, don't shoot too high. 
uh, which is to say, I don't know, Charlize Theron, Brad Pitt. These are not realistic names, but don't shoot too low, as in that random girl in that indie that you saw late at night on Hulu that n- nobody knows what it is. So think about who is big enough to get it made and not being inundated. Um, and there are all sorts of, you know, for for Party Girl, which we're in the process of packaging right now, my friend, who was a big producer for many years, said, you know, she said something really smart. She goes, you know who you want if you're looking for a young girl, you go who's going to play an edgy role. Go look at former Disney stars who then go and do a dance movie because afterwards they want to break out and do something wild. Who knows? That seemed like a good theory. There were Vanessa Hudgens and and there's this woman, Sabrina Carpenter. Like this was a this was a good, good thing to say. So go and figure out who you think would be good. Glean everything you can from social media and look up their rep. IMDb Pro lists the agents, managers uh, and, and publicists. But that's not who you want. You want the agent or the manager and pitch them. Now, Jeff Garland, who's on Curb Your Enthusiasm and is a friend of mine and is the producer on Party Girl, we hosted a clubhouse recently and he somebody said to him, how, how does this work? And what he said is, if anybody sent a book to my manager and said, I would like Jeff to read this, he said, I will read it. I'm a reader. I, I have respect for authors and I would do that. And But he suggested sending something that will really get their attention because not everybody is a mensch like him and going to read it. Um, he jokingly said, you know, he loves gefilte fish. So if somebody sent that, then um, that that's just kind of gross, like the thought of gefilte fish sitting in, an, in a manager's office to me. And I'm a nice Jewish girl. But but so, you know, possibly you can glean from social media. Obviously, it's harder for some people than for others. What might make them respond and just something that's going to make it stand out? Now, you want to make a deck. And a deck is a roughly 20-page document with images. Um, and we just did it for Party Girl where, um, you know, basically we took the book cover, uh, all the interesting blurbs and reviews and facts about the book. And then you write a log line on one page and you pick visuals that you think really you want the, the look of the movie to be. And you pick actors and actresses. Now, you are not saying these people are attached. They are who you would most like. And you do a character description on each page with the image, you know, in for Party Girl, we put Dakota Johnson as as the the lead. And, you know, we just sort of made up who who we would love. And then you put bios for you and the producer. And, uh, you know, if you have a producer or anybody else who is involved. So let us say, you know, let here, here is something I know from my boyfriend who is an indie producer. Certain names mean a lot overseas, which means that if you can attach an actor whose name alone will guarantee a certain box office result, you'll earn your money back for your investors. And that there is a whole thing about actors, um, especially if you have a movie, a book that will be turned into a movie, where a huge potentially huge actor could do a one day role, get all their scenes shot, and then the movie could be billed as a Bruce Willis vehicle, as a Robert De Niro vehicle, as a John Malkovich, whatever it is. 
But keep in mind that movies can be made on all sorts of different budgets. For Party Girl, we're talking, I'm talking to one producer who wants to make it for $300,000. There's someone else who wants to make it for $3 million. It could probably be made for $30 million. So that is something to consider. So like I said, it is a rough road, but it happens all the time. And everybody in Hollywood, what they say all the time, well, first of all, they say, oh, Netflix is just so hungry for material. And they say the best way to sell something is to have IP or intellectual property. Well, a book is IP. So if you have a book, you have that. But probably Hollywood is not just going to come banging down your door unless you have that like crazy number one bestseller that everybody wants. If you want to make this happen, it is within the realm of possibilities. And if you have a book uh, and you got it out, you are a hustler extraordinaire. So uh, you could do it. So if you would like to see the show notes, which has links to all sorts of things, I'll link to IMDb Pro, I'll link to different articles about Party Girl getting optioned and anything else I can find, just go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash movie. That's launchpadpub.com slash blog slash movie. And I'll see you at the movies. No, I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode.